Are you looking to buy your first home or refinance your existing loan? Even if you've done this before, the process can be a little intimidating. But don't worry, we've got your back. In each episode, we'll chat with industry experts and explain everything you need to know so that you can land the perfect loan for you with no problems, no issues, and no stress. Welcome to A Beginner's Guide to Mortgages, presented by Animac Home Mortgage. Hello again, everyone. I'm Jerry Strauss, and this is A Beginner's Guide to Mortgages, where we chat with popular experts from the worlds of TV, real estate, the mortgage industry, and more to answer your biggest questions about buying and selling a home. This week's guest is a big one. We are talking to the Senior Vice President of Quality Management and Collateral Risk, Wes Costello, and we're going to be talking about something that we all love to talk about, cash. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that A Beginner's Guide to Mortgages is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Podbean, and all of your favorite podcast providers. If you like what we're doing here and want to hear even bigger upcoming episodes first, we'd love for you to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you think we deserve it, a five-star rating would be a huge help in growing our audience. It takes only a moment of your time, but it means the world to us, so we thank you in advance. No more waiting. Let's get to it. Here's our chat with Mr. Wes Costello. Wes, how are you? Good morning, Jerry. I'm well. Nice to be here. Oh, Good to talk to you, and even better to talk to you about what could be, in theory, our most popular topic to date here on this show. We're talking about the the good stuff. We're talking about cash money. (laughs) Um, And uh, we're excited to talk about it, really, and its relevance to what we've been talking about for so many weeks, getting in the game, trying to buy, whether it's your first home, your second home, whatever it may be, cash is something that maybe in the past hasn't even been on the forefront of our minds in that equation we're thinking about uh, our line of credit we're thinking about you know paying years and years and years down the road we're thinking about equity and things of that nature but the idea of having cash in hand initially having it now it, it hasn't necessarily been as much of a thing in the past but now it definitely is. So, you know, I want to ask you, Wes, nobody is going to be able to answer this question better than you. Um, first of all, what what is the, this is not, a, not a resurgence, but what is this insurgence of the need, the value of having cash as part of that transaction to buy a home these days and going forward? And how is that tied to the housing market? Because we know the housing market's been really interesting in the last couple of years. Uh, Where are we going with it? And how is cash a part of that equation? Yeah, Jerry. So I think cash is so important right now to winning uh, a bid for a home is because it can be to to the the sellers. Um, Everybody knows about the lack of inventory. It's a, um, a major issue in our country. It um, impacts the ability of people to purchase a home. It's um, drawn the focus of the, the current uh, administration in trying to create more inventory. And so as a result of the lack of inventory, when someone goes to sell their home, 
they might have the good fortune of having a half dozen or a dozen offers or more. You know, we've all heard the stories of people lining up for open houses. And so when you get that many offers, um, one of them is very likely or more uh, going to be cash. And so for a seller, when they're looking at multiple offers, um, the ability to select a cash offer takes a lot of literally contingencies off the table. When someone's selling a home, in the vast majority of cases, they're purchasing another home. They're trying to time the sale of the home and the purchase of the home. And when there's multiple contingencies, literally things that can go wrong and contingencies with which the buyer can back out of the contract and make the seller start the process all over again, cash is just so attractive because you don't have those contingencies. You might still have an inspection contingency that's done near the beginning of the process, but you don't have a mortgage contingency to worry about. Um, and so that's why we're seeing the, the cash offer be so attractive. And we're hearing a lot of talk about it because um, there are a lot of buyers with cash. Um, we have um, buyers that have had uh, their money in the stock market for last several years, in some case, older home buyers for decades. And so they have a lot of cash to wield. Uh, sometimes they purchase a property with cash to make it attractive and then later do a refinance to recoup some of that money and put it back in the market. And older home buyers as well have uh, the most equity when they're selling a property or perhaps they've sold multiple properties. And just like recent years of a run up in the housing market, we've certainly, excuse me, in the, um, in the financial markets, uh, we're also seeing a run up in the housing market with year over year uh, house appreciation of about 15%. Unbelievable. I mean, it's it's an interesting situation, but I, I think what's even more interesting is where we're going from here, because I think there's been a lot of uncertainty, you know, from my understanding, as far as the competitiveness in the market, is it a really temporary thing? It's tough out there. We know these days to find the home that you want, even tougher to get your bid accepted to grab that home that you really want. But I think a lot of people are under the impression that this is a short-lived, fleeting situation. Um, but not everyone agrees with that. What's your take on on where we're going? Is this going to calm down anytime soon? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, Jerry, because I think um, people that are in the market to, to buy a home should have a really good feel for that. And I know in the spring housing market, when things were really crazy, people sort of thought, oh, well, in the fall, it might cool down. Well, here we are in the fall. And uh, in the month of September, um, in the Wall Street Journal reports that home sales jumped 7% um, this month, month over month, um, because people are hunting for more space in a house to work for home, right? Um, and so you know, we think that the hot housing market is going to remain hot. Um, one of the primary reasons is supply and demand. And the problem of supply and demand doesn't have an easy solution. Um, you know, right now, there's not nearly enough supply to the tune of we would need to snap our fingers and see, based on someone's estimates, between 3.8 million to 6.8 million, million housing units appear 
in this country for sale to wow. solve the inventory problem. And, and those aren't my estimates. You know, those are, those are from Freddie Mac and the National Association of, of Realtors. So, you know, there's uh, a lot of, you know, heads put together to try to solve that issue. Um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have expanded some programs. Um, the presidential administration um, earlier this year released a plan to put 100,000 housing units into the market, um, expanding grants for community development, pushing state and local governments to reduce uh, zoning restrictions and increasing investment in manufactured housing. And they have plans to do more, but you know, to make up 3.8 to $6.8 million of housing shortage inventory can't happen overnight and it can't happen in, in six months. So we think the supply and demand issue is gonna be the biggest reason that the housing market is gonna stay hot. It may cool slightly, but this is going to have legs because we we can't make up for that lack of inventory, um, and it's really expanded expound, expounded upon by the issues that we hear about in the news, supply chain problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm sure you see that, Jerry, and then labor shortages. So builders that want to build quickly and get housing units out there are. Uh, having difficulty completing the housing that they're currently building due to those factors. Everything is kind of slowing to a crawl to some extent. And in the meantime, a lot of you out there are looking for a home sooner rather than later for some reason or for whatever reason it may be. And it's, it's tough out there, man. And, you know, as, as Wes said, I mean, as you said, Wes, just, the idea of even just the vague, broad thought of putting yourself more to the top of people's lists by by being able to wield that cash, by being able to add that as part of your your offer package, that's something that you know longtime homeowners and older uh, homeowners, etc., inherently you know statistically have an advantage on, but not all of us have that have that time put in we don't we haven't accumulated that sort of cash so the question is first of all i guess who would be sort of the the best candidates for being able to level their own playing field like what are some situations where people might really need to have that influx of cash as part of their offer in order to help their situation like what's what are some situations that you've heard yeah so there's there's many um anywhere where that the housing market um has an outpaced um supply excuse me demand as opposed to supply which is just about everywhere, right, Jerry? Um, and then uh, some more acute areas that we see um, are people that currently own a home and want to purchase another home. Kids are getting bigger, perhaps. Um, they're perhaps working from home, and so they need some more space. And it was never a really easy dance to sell one home and buy another. But right now, it's just so acutely difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so someone that's faced for that with that issue, they want to buy a home for more space and sell their existing home. 
they're out there in the market um, against some cash offers, as we talked about, but they have um, a financing contingency. Um, they need to get a mortgage and they need to express that as a contingency in their contract. Um, and they also have a home sale contingency. Mm-hmm. So uh, when a house comes on the market, they know it's going to go fast and they probably might be calling their agent before their agent sees it um, to run out there and see the property. And then they're making a strong offer because they really need that other house. Um, but they're making an offer against many other strong offers. And so when they have a home sale contingency, what I hear from real estate agents that are representing sellers is that they're picking those out as among the weakest offers. If there's a half dozen offers on the table, there's typically not many that have a home sale contingency. And so, you know, that's sort of an anchor around the neck of a potential buyer in this market. Um, Additionally, um, in areas where cash offers are are quite quite frequent, and there's several areas in the country that are like that, uh, having a financed offer with a mortgage contingency uh, is difficult. Um, sort of one of the, uh, the sadder tales from this ultra-hot housing market is that there's a little bit of a stigma on f- veterans financing. So a VA mortgage is a great thing that our country does for veterans um, that have serve the country. Sure. However, a seller looks at a VA mortgage contingency and has some concerns, sometimes unfounded, that that VA appraisal inspection is mm-hmm. going to call out all kind of repairs. And when they have a half dozen offers or more, why would they select that offer? So, um, you know, it's a great program. It's a hundred percent financing for the veteran, but it's, it's not, not performing like it should because of the multitude of offers that sellers have. Mm, that's, that's, it's really a challenge. I mean, it's, it's a challenge for them. It's a challenge for many. Um, it's a challenging situation, but you know, luckily, and part of the reason that it's so great that you're here to have this conversation is that this show is about exploring questions that many of you out there have problems that many of you out there have, but also exploring possible solutions that are out there. And I know that, you know, Wes, you you've worked with, and you're an expert on a lot of what's going on out there that are, that's helping to fill that gap and to kind of even the playing field again, for those who are looking to get themselves in the game. And a lot of that has to do with that magic word again, with cash, with uh, with programs that are now available that can directly address this. This is something I think a lot of you out there don't really know exists because it hasn't been that much of a thing in the past, but it's a thing now and it's a thing we're here to talk about. So what, what are some situations that are out there what are some programs that are out there from your perspective that that you can speak on that people can look into yeah so um as you know i'm i'm very involved with one of those um and i'm very involved with animac private equity cash to keys which is a company um, that takes a borrower that needs mortgage financing and makes them a cash buyer and so um, there are um, 
several companies doing that in the in the country in certain areas of the country. Um, some are um, independent companies. Uh, there's an independent company out there that charges a fee and takes a uh, financed offer and makes it a cash offer for that fee. And so uh, at Animac Private Equity Cash to Keys, we are uh, taking borrowers that would need that financing and making them a cash offer in two different ways, Jerry. Um, buyers that currently own a home and then buyers that don't own a home or would not have a, a mortgage financing contingency. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I w a lot to unpack here. So, um, I mean, just to get even more granular and I guess to, to speak more plainly about it, let's talk about the different situations that many of you out there might find yourselves in where a program like like what you just mentioned might be might be relevant to you might be helpful to you so you mentioned the idea of someone who currently has a home so uh and you talked about the challenges of how do you sell a home but or how do you buy a home but then you're able to kind of time the selling of the home not only to make sure that you cover the contingency that you might be under but also so your family doesn't end up homeless for any big chunk of time so how does a program like like what you're talking about, um, address that situation? How does that work? Yeah, so with, with that situation, you have home buyers that need mortgage financing to, to purchase the home. And then they're also going to need to sell their existing home. Mm -hmm. um, but Animac Cash to Keys, buy now, sell later program allows them to flip the script. And as the ingenious name implies, right, um, to buy first, and then sell later. And so they need mortgage financing. So it starts with uh, a mortgage pre-approval, very serious uh, mortgage pre-approval to ensure that they'll be able to get that financing. And then um, when they have that approval, they go out, search for their home with the realtor that they select as they typically would. And then when they find the home, um, Animac Cash to Keys is gonna work with them to make a cash offer from the seller to cash to keys as the buyer. And so then cash to keys closes with their cash, ensuring that they've secured the property. And then cash to keys is going to resell the property to the buyer when they sell their home. And in the interim, Jerry, the buyer can move into the property when cash to keys buys it. So mm -hmm. cash to keys takes title to the property on behalf of the buyer. And then the buyer takes possession of the property and moves into it. Then they can list their departing residence for sale, can also give them some, a little bit of time to touch it up, some paint, perhaps some staging, so they can maximize the sale price, not have to be in the house with the kids and the dog when people are coming through, uh, which is an especially uh, unpleasant experience um, right now. And then when they do list that house and sell it, they'll simultaneously purchase the home that they're already living in from cash to keys for that same purchase price. Gotcha. So, I mean, it strategically, it's beneficial. Logistically, it's in some cases necessary, I think, for some people. But also, um, I'd have to imagine that, you know, those who've, who've already taken advantage of this program, 
it's proven to be a big de-stressor. Like it just seems from an emotional perspective. And we've talked about that a lot on this show, just the overall emotional roller coaster, the process of buying and selling a home at any time, let alone in this market. But it feels like just for that reason alone, there's a, there's a huge value to, to looking into something like this and taking that, that burden, that pressure off of yourself, off of your shoulders, um, that time sensitivity to be able to breathe a little bit and execute things to the best of their ability. Is that kind of feedback that you've heard from those who've taken advantage so far? Yeah, certainly. You know, we haven't even been doing it all that long, um, but already, as you say, um, some of the feedback that we we got is um, from the real estate agents involved. You don't know what this has done for the buyers because they would not have got this house otherwise. There was a lot of offers with a home sale contingency, they would not have got this house. And then from uh, the buyers themselves, uh, you know, the, the same sentiment, but in addition, just the, the de-stress of trying to, trying to time those two different events. Um, some buyers with special circumstances in the home that would make it difficult for them to, to list their home. Um, and the uh, ability to to time it. We've seen people that have, um, I've personally seen it, and it's been written up in news media, where you have buyer fatigue because buyers are going out and they're making multiple offers over asking price um, to not win them. And they say that we just can't go through this. Um, we can't continue to make these offers, get emotionally involved mm -hmm. and lose. And then the alternative to make themselves a, a stronger buyer, which in a normal market would, would be a good plan to list their house first. Um, but I think a lot of buyers in the markets that they're in know if they listed their house today, they get some offers tomorrow. And then because of the tight housing inventory, they have nowhere to live. Um, so they'd be leaving that house when the new buyers are settling and they don't have anything under contract yet. Um, so that's a huge weight off the shoulders of people that have taken advantage. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I have obnoxiously brought up my own, you know, personal stories on this show many, many times, but I'll do it again. You know, bought a home last year and absolutely can relate to the idea of buyer fatigue, you know, offer after offer, not being accepted house after house. And I mean, I've likened it before. I'll do it again to, you know, being in the dating world. Sometimes it's just, it's exhausting to be out there, to put yourself out there and for things to just keep not working out. Same thing with a job search. Like it's that kind of fatigue. Like after a while, it feels like you're running into a brick wall again and again. And it's great to at least have something to arm yourself with to try to get to progress yourself out of that situation and where you want to be. Um, you, Jim, now you, Jimmy, I, I have a, a question. So you equated it to the dating world <laughs> when you were making multiple offers, did uh, you write any love letters to the, to the sellers? As you know what, you know what the, the um, that's, that's the strategy I switched over to, to get, and it ended up working for the home that I am currently living in and sitting in right now. So, yeah, I mean, creativity, I think, has become a big part of the game, trying to 
to uh, set yourself apart from the pack. So we're, we're kind of talking about the same thing, like a different way to do that, to make your offer stand out. Right. So <laughs> and, uh, I, I think cash probably would have been even more effective than, than, a than my cute little sob story letter, but either way. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, very well done. It, it must've been a, a very well penned letter. Um, well, you know, what, what we do here and, there was a Zillow study recently um, that uh, that said the the biggest incentive um, is cash. Reported by, I think they they surveyed about uh, 400 or so uh, Zillow affiliated realtors, and the least effective was love letter. So you flipped that script. So that, that's very well done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd suggest that strategy in that order in the dating world, though. Just as an <laughs> FYI, you might want to switch those. But I guess it depends on who you <laughs> depends on your target there as well. But um, <laughs> I, you know, you mentioned a totally different scenario um, that these programs cover. Uh, as well. And I think that would affect a lot of people listening to this show who are potentially first time home buyers, people who don't currently own a home. They're looking to buy their first home. Um, so, how does a program like this work for them? Yeah. So, the, we call that cash offer um, the transactions for uh, buyers that uh, either currently don't own a home or wouldn't have a home sale contingency in, in buying their new one. Um, and there, the, the strategies, strategy, strategy is even simpler um, of taking the financed offer and making it a cash offer. So they want to do mortgage financing. So they're getting a, a pre-approval there. And then Animac Cash to Keys is making the offer for them and securing the property. And the benefit there with a lot of first-time home buyers is, you know, they oftentimes are competing against people that are downsizing and people that are downsizing are those older homeowners that are buying with cash right. because um, the market's been good to them, uh, financial market or the housing market's been good to them. And so the, the cash offer levels the playing field. Um, it sort of takes that advantage away from the other buyers because then um, this buyer is also a cash offer. They don't have a mortgage contingency. And so uh, when Cash to Keys closes and purchases that property, um, it's uh, quickly resold to the buyer who's then using their mortgage financing. Very, very cool. Um, I mean, it's just, it's really great. I love being able to talk about solutions to people's you know, biggest concerns, biggest fears on this show. And I think right now the fear of a lot of people is I'm just never going to find the home that I want, or I'm, I'm, I'm just never going to win, win a home that I want, so to speak, because it almost starts to feel like that, like, like a random lottery. And it's not, there's things you can do to empower yourself and empower your offers and to put yourself uh, at the front of the line in order to get that dream home, get that home that, that you're really uh, interested in. Um, I, one thing I do want to address, because we want to keep it real here on this show, and I know that when we use the word cash a lot, at least for me, it, it harkens to the thought of 
I don't know, cheese, you know, kind of cheesy gimmicky offers, things like that. Like, I, I think there's a lot of, you know, different industries, different different types of things that you'll see out there where cash is used as a buzzword and it's an enticement where it tries to make you feel like you're getting something for free or getting something very easily. There are, there are certainly requirements to being a part of these programs. There's things that you have to do, things you have to possess and prove, et cetera, to, to qualify for these, just like for a mortgage loan. Um, Talk a little bit about that. Like, what would people who are interested in these programs expect to have to provide or have to possess in order to qualify? Yeah, certainly. So um, they're going to have to meet the qualification standards um, of the type of mortgages they're applying for. Um, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, if it's a conventional loan, um, the Veterans Administration, if it's a VA loan. Um, And they have to provide all those documents up front before they find the house. Um, because they have to be a fit for this transaction. Um, We also have some tighter requirements on how long the documents are are good for. So um, it's a little bit of nerdy mortgage speak, but if uh, a pay stub is good for 60 days, typically the time frame is shortened. So you have to continue to give pay stubs as you move along if if, uh, you haven't found the house yet, because that pre-approval, it needs to be an approval. It needs to be real. It needs to be up to date because when the buyer is going to be purchasing the home, it's going to be after cash to keys. So it always has to be kept up and it has to be fresh. Um, and they also have to have some of their own cash. Um, you know, we're looking for a minimum. Um, some of the transactions are different, but an earnest money deposit made by the buyer of one and a half percent. Uh, sometimes up to to 3%. So they have to have uh, some stake in the game because Indymac Cash to Keys is purchasing the home first using their cash, but we don't want the home. They want the home. So uh, Cash to Keys is buying it just to secure it for the borrower. And so that money that they're putting into the transaction uh, ensures that they're going to be there to purchase the property. Okay, great. Well, I mean, obviously these are... (laughs) these are very informative and reasonable facts. And, you know, those of you out there who are hearing about this program or these types of programs in general for the first time, I think this has to be just like a real, um, uh, a real positive thing for people to learn about. I think this has been a a really enlightening conversation, hopefully for all of you out there, uh, because there is, I don't know if I want to call it a light at the end of the tunnel, but there is help for you. Um, there's, there's options. If you're having trouble finding that home, there's ways you can arm yourself with, uh, the artillery, so to speak, not, not to weaponize the, uh, the the whole thing, but, um, you know, Hey, you know what? It is kind of like a battle out there right now. So maybe that's not, not a a less than apt, uh, metaphor. Yeah. You have to, you have to be smart. Um, in this market and, and really think out your, your offer in, uh, and we think that these transactions are very smart. Um, I think another thing that, um, yet you have to do is the real estate agent that you select. It's a highly personal experience. Um, so we don't restrict at all the ability of the buyer to select their own agent because of, of how personal that is and, um, and doing research because, 
the better the real estate agent knows the market, the better your chances of winning the home as well. Um, so that's really another strategy that um, if, if the agent's very active in the market, they have relationships with other realtors. They may have a relationship with a realtor on the other side of it. So the communication is, is good and real. Um, and they're going to know what a good value to, to purchase that property is going to be and, and what a good value is not going to be to purchase that, the property. So um, people in buying houses are collaborating very closely with their real estate agents. And, and that's a very important selection to get the right agent for the buyer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so many, so many different little tips and tricks and uh, so many things to, to improve your journey, so to speak, to improve, to improve your pursuit uh, of the home that you want. Thank you for, for sharing so many of them with us today, Wes. And, um, you know, I know that we've, we've gone long and thank you so much for being here. But before you go, I, I'd like to ask, you know, talking about these, these new programs, these cash programs, et cetera. Um, do you have, have you heard any, any stories that you can share, you know, not necessarily naming specific names, but is there an example of, of what you've heard come down the pike, just, you know, a situation in which this really, uh, you know, ended up with that happy ending that these programs are intended to give people? Yeah, um, certainly I can, can pick one, Jerry. Um, and that is, uh, a couple, um, that, uh, recently had had uh, another baby and, um, left the property where they, they currently were, I believe their, their rental period ended and they had been losing out on, I, I don't even remember how many bids. It was a lot. They lost out on a property that they bid $50,000 over asking price. Um, the winning bid was 75,000. So they weren't even that close. Wow. Um, and it was around that time that uh, Animac uh, Private Equity Cash Keys came about, and um, we were pilot piloting some of these transactions and uh, got them pre-approved, um, talked it up to uh, their agent. And then um, the next time they went out and made an offer with it as a cash offer, the listing agent on the other side was very intrigued. Um, and I had the opportunity to have a conversation with that listing agent that just said, what is this? You know, this is what I've been looking for. Can I use this for the sellers? Because they need to sell, but they have, they're having a hard time purchasing the, the property. Um, and I said, this is, this is, it was the first or the third one that we were doing. I said, we're just piloting it here. So we're not ready to do another one right now. Um, but if you can maybe wait a little bit. Um, but the listing agent on the other side was so impressed um, that they stressed the importance to the listing agent of the cash buyer, um, and they were able to win that offer and get out of their parents slash in-laws house, which mm. they've been in way too long. <laughs> Priceless. Absolutely. <laughs> you can't put a value on that, right? <laughs> uh, yes, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, I mean, again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this has been great. And of course, you know, we encourage everyone to, to check these types of options, check, you know, check into everything that could possibly, again, not only get you to the goals that you're looking to, to achieve, um, 
but also to make your lives easier and happier and less stressful. And that's all kind of part of the process and uh, trying to make your road to your dream home as uh, as happy and seamless and, uh, you know, just as wonderful as you perhaps imagined it all for, for a long time. So, um, Wes, thanks for thanks for sharing all this knowledge and uh, keeping people informed on on all their options. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Jerry. And uh, we thank you guys for joining us this time out on A Beginner's Guide to Mortgages. We will see you next time. Thanks, guys. 